0: Welcome to the podcast that is designed to fuel your success in selling technology solutions. I'm your host, Josh Lopresto, SVP of Sales Engineering at Tolaris, and this is Next Level Biz Tech. Everybody, welcome back to another episode. Uh, We are talking about a topic that is not new, but we're talking about an important area within security. So today we are talking about managed detection and response, but more importantly, the title is, why is the R in managed detection and response? More importantly, the R, why does that matter so much? So we're not gonna answer that now, but we're gonna get into that as we go and hopefully answer that uh, for you throughout. With us on today, we have a good man named JW Stanley, who is a CISSP, we'll talk about what that is, tolaris engineering extraordinaire, barbecue pro i dare you to challenge him lots of good stuff i could go on and on about you uh Dub. thanks for coming on man thanks josh appreciate it hey uh i like to hear people's paths in life uh sometimes this world of of telecom and cloud and and all these things suck you in uh and you just go how did i get here and others set out to do this and so i would love to hear how did you get here uh what, what what was your path yeah
1: no um so that's an interesting story So my undergrad studies is actually in marketing and special events. Um, I wanted to be an event uh, organizer for something like the Olympics or uh, like a music festival, something like that. Um, However, as I was giving my internship speech, the plane's hit Mm 9-11. I graduated that December, uh, struggled finding the job um, as industry was pretty much as a standstill, as you can imagine. And, uh, you know, I had uh, had a bunch of buddies that uh, was going to law school and I had a little bit of arrogance. So I'm like, you know what? I'll do that too. And so <laughs> I, uh, I got on at a, uh, I got on at a local corporate law firm, um, you know, just to kind of, you know, have it to where if uh, I kind of thought, you know, if I had this on my resume, you know, this is going to really help out for law school applications such. So got on there, started working in an IT department because technology was always a hobby. Um, as I fast forward from that, uh you know, as I saw the, the, you know, the way that the attorneys work and all that stuff, I'm like, I have absolutely no interest in law, you know, being <laughs> an attorney at all. And I really enjoyed the technology aspect of it. So my boss at the time, he's the one that taught me networking, um, encouraged me to go back to school. So went back to school, got my master's in telecom engineering with a minor in network security and, uh, you know, did that. Well, story doesn't stop there. Um, you know, Again, my focus was security, and so I had an interest in you know become going to law enforcement you know after graduate school, and had applied and done all like the physical tests and everything I needed to do to become a a, a Tulsa police officer in the cybercrime unit. That was kind of like my goal. However, the mayor ended up cutting the budget and mm-hmm. such. So the, the academy that I was supposed to attend, the mayor ends up cutting the budget for that, and so you know, I waited for a little bit. And before the next Academy came about, um, I actually got offered a job at one of the local ISPs. Okay. And so started there and And now here I am today.
0: Love it. Uh, good stuff. I love a good nonlinear path. That's awesome. Uh, I think life is like that. You know, when we, when we're growing up and we start out, we just, I don't know, at least I did, we think that life has to look this certain way. And this is how you get here. And I mean, I just think there's been more often than not, uh, it just doesn't look that way. And so I love it. I love hearing it. It's a good story.
1: And I think you know, whenever you truly really find your passion and you kind of go that direction, it makes a world of a difference.
0: Yeah, I think so. Uh, I learned that uh, taking nine years to get my four-year degree. I learned my passion was not to stay in <laughs> school any longer. I'm with you there um okay so let's get a a a role for anybody that's not familiar right your role as part of this team uh, from an engineering perspective um break that down right i mean because uh, i think maybe people listening to this maybe they haven't worked with you maybe they don't know how engineering can help them uh walk us through just at a high level what that role is and how it helps
1: yeah absolutely so i am one of the regional sales engineers at tellers i cover the uh, the central midwest region and I really help partners with things like supplier education, um, discovery calls, um, as well as aligning the right suppliers to an opportunity. So, you know, from that, I'm kind of like your main, you know, point of contact. Um, folks will bring me in at the very beginning, and then, you know, based upon discussions that we have, either you know the partner and I, or the partner customer and I, um, based upon those conversations, I look at you know whether or not you know we need to bring in additional resources. So, like maybe one of our solution architects, or maybe one of our inside engineers, I'm um, really kind of like that, you know, team approach, um, you know, we'll do such as needed.
0: Good. Uh, I'm, I'm going to come back a little bit about how, how you've been able to help some of these partners evolve and learn new things and do different deals and get into their customers. But I want to, I want to back up for maybe just a second. So if we flash back, you know, you, you talked about some of these IT jobs, some of these things that you had. If we talk about you know, defining what this security and managed detection and response is. I mean, walk us through how you define that. And it's certainly it's evolved over time. We're, we'll talk evolution in a second. But but how do you look at that, you know, coming fresh off of that security cert, but, you know, just in what you do in your day to day, how do you define that broader space?
1: Yeah, so uh, so I got to give a shout out. So Jeff Havko, I get all of my network security knowledge from him. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that I was going to say that. Um, no, that's a you know, as the as the solutions have evolved, um, you know, one of the things I've done is I've routinely you know take in a continue education classes. Um, I've done you know certifications, different things like that. And when it comes to MDR, uh, you know, manage detection and response. It really is. It's an end-to-end solution um, that encompasses people, process, and technology to deliver the uh, the security outcomes they're looking for. Um, you know, it provides that detection, but also the response.
0: So, where, if, if we look back, maybe the first time you interacted with this, this could be whenever, right? I mean, walk me through maybe what your first experience, because we're gonna we're gonna show the opposite end of this as we kind of build about the advancement of this technology and something more recent. But maybe just walk me through what was it like going through that first deal, right? Were, were you a seller? Were you an IT manager? Were you on the vent? You know, help me understand that.
1: Yeah, so this one's going to take us back. Probably not as far as the radio, radio Shack discussion that, you know, you and Halfcoat had on you guys' <laughs> podcast. Radio Shack. I mean, If folks, you know, if they haven't checked it out, they definitely should. It was great. Um, but uh, but no, this one, um, it was pretty soon after joining Toleris, You know, so uh, it's probably one of the very first ones um, that I had worked on. And the uh, the customer, it was like a, it was a three person IT you know person IT shop. You know they were supporting a handful of locations. Um, they had some decent standalone you know hardware, but they really struggled you know supporting all of it as well as their other day to day you know job uh, tasks, and such. Um, so you know from that they needed a solution that they could you know take the monitoring and response responsibilities, take that off their shoulders, and really you know kind of outsource that, have somebody else you know help them from that.
0: It's good now let's let's look at the evolution of the partners relationship in, in a segment of this right i mean when i started in this we were just we were a little bit limited on the products that i think we had to sell so certainly there was a lot of networking and things like that and and, and some of the ld and, and and voice services but as as you've been able to wrap your arms around this and you know like you talked about you're very deal facing very discovery call helping partners how do you feel that having a technology like this or being able to sell something like this how does that help the partners and, and really their relationships evolve or see or ROI you know walk me through that
1: yeah this technology really you know it helps partners provide like that extra layer of service um, to their customers you know in the past the focus you know has been just on networking or on the voice. Um, however, you know, as we see more security events, you know, impacting those networks and voice, you know, customers are they're looking for someone that can holistically, you know, help them. And so, you know, time and time again, those partners, you know, that can provide that type of help, um, they're the ones that are not only seeing growth, but they're also the ones that are maintaining their customer base. And unfortunately, those partners that struggle, you know, with that pivot, um, find their customer base, you know, starting to shrink because there's others out there that are helping them with this, this technology.
0: Fair, right? If, if if they're not asking the question, somebody is, for sure. Um, if we think about the journey, if we think about where, where we're at MDR, right? We're talking about MDR. Maybe the next thing to come when we add in AI is XDR, right? We're helping AI make us smarter and detect things on the endpoints. If we just back this journey up. Before it was MDR, it was endpoint detection response, EDR. Maybe customers manage it themselves. And before that, it was just... Antivirus, you know, the Norton and the McAfee's that just bury your computer and CPU resources, and we all complained about how heavy they were and all that good stuff. I would love your opinion on how and kind of why that technology has evolved, what's created that to get us to where we're at now.
1: Yeah, so let's kind of look at like, you know, antivirus. You know, antivirus, it's a program, it was designed to stop, define, and uh, remove viruses or malware. Um, it scanned uh, the workstation and, oh, look, you know, we found something and it would remove the, uh, the bad application. Um, well, what happened is after that, you know, bad actors, they started writing viruses that can mutate or change or, you know, to try and hide from the, uh, the antivirus. So this led to uh, companies, you know, towards like an EDR type of solution. Um, EDR, the uh, you know, endpoint, uh, you know, detection and response. Um, and that was the next level replacement for such. Um, instead of focusing on preventing you know, threats by using a set of you know, known malware definitions or scanning the, uh, the workstation, an EDR solution was also using technology to analyze the behaviors of the workstations. So let's say like there's a workstation that normally is only used between eight to five. Well, suddenly it has a lot of activity after hours as well. Um, the EDR would actually detect that and alert the administrators. Now EDR, it's great, um, but what about your entire network? Over time, EDR, you know, the offerings have become more complicated, uh, incorporating technologies such as machine learning, uh, behavioral analysis, as well as uh, the ability to integrate into other uh, complex tools. And so this has created a need for more resources, more time um, to fully utilize the uh, the company's EDR solution. And that's where MDR has come into play. Um, As mentioned earlier, MDR, it's an end-to-end solution uh, protecting your network and not only just by one product or tool, but you know MDR is looking at the entire network and it's introducing you know that human expertise you know the mature processes and then in threat intelligence yeah, let's, as well
0: let's let's talk about that what you bring up right that that human expertise I mean the the, the talk track that we're in we're, we're talking about why the R is so important and and so you know you've laid out a good vision of why we've had to evolve, why the software providers have had to do this to now we're not, we're not talking about Norton and McAfee on the endpoints anymore. We're talking about Carbon Black and, you know, these Sentinel Ones and CrowdStrike and Defender, all, all of this stuff. But if we look at the R, in, in in and I think obviously you went through this going and getting your CISSP, but what, what is it about now that we have all this great tech, why do you think that we still need the R? What, what have you seen? I mean, you're... I think your opinion is really important here because you get to see customers all day, every day. So what is it about now that you think we need the R and why is that so important?
1: Yeah, so the R's changed. The R's changed from just response of alerting an administrator to, you know, going towards uh, remediation. So it's one of those where, you know, do I, you know, do a response where you know it's telling me that uh, that I have something I need to look at, or do I you know get a response that says, "Hey, this is what uh, we found, but this is how we also fixed it." So you know the R's definitely come into play, um, and uh, you know helped out you know companies quite a bit as far as you know making that proactive approach.
0: So if I think about maybe this is a little bit of a religious conversation, right? The, obviously we have a lot of providers that can help around the R, the remediation side. And and on, I think one of those previous Hathco, uh, when Hathco was on, we talked about the, should you build your own sock? Should you not build your own sock, right? I mean, it, you could argue that part of that sock is to do remediation. I mean, if a customer, just because they can do remediation, just quick thoughts, do you think they should? So it really
1: depends on the customer. Um, you know, personally, I, I didn't think they should. Uh, however, really, it, it goes into like the discovery call. And so, you know, one of the things that uh, that I help out with our partners is those discovery calls. And one of the analogies I really like to use whenever we're talking to customers is kind of uh, using, you know, just discussion in my house. It kind of puts it in more of like a layman's term. And so, you know, one of the things that I always mention is like, so I have teenagers, uh, so we get a lot of packages at our house, you know, being delivered by Amazon, um, so much so that, uh, like, my ring door security is constantly alerting me. Um, so, you know, uh, 8 to 5, I'm going to give my, my address here on, on the podcast, but for 8 to 5, you know, typically my, uh, my, you know, I'm not paying attention to those uh, security announces on my phone. Um, so, you know, from that, though, like, what if it wasn't the delivery driver that, you know, was there? How, you know, what if it was like a porch pirate that's hovering all, you know, hovering all over those, uh, those goodies that my family had just purchased and had shipped us? And so I think that's where we talk about the differences between EDR and NBR. That's where the response really makes the difference. Um, do I see the anomalies, you know, and letting me know that I have an issue? So like there's somebody it's, you know, hovering over my porch for an extended period of time. Or do I see, you know, um, do I see the anomalies and then also let me know, but then also the steps that it took, you know, on my behalf. And so every time I use this analogy, I just, I just imagine my next door neighbor, like the, my neighbor kid, you know, coming out of nowhere with like a super soaker and just like just letting loose on a porch pirate or, you know, a.k.a. a bad actor yeah. from that. <sighs> Bring over your packages. Um, I went ahead and took care of that for you.
0: Love it love it great example no um i i want to you know you called out kind of the discovery call side i want to talk about the difficult parts of this i I think you know maybe early on in security the idea of people outsourcing and doing some of the management was was foreign uh it was no i can do this and then over the last few years we've gone through the whole shortage of security the shortage of qualified people uh, you know all of that good stuff so when you're talking to a customer and, and you know, you're you're trying to help a partner do these discovery calls to help them understand the need, what what do you do when they don't know that they need help? Or, you know, what are some of these challenges that you've run into and how do you get over them?
1: Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, a lot of times, you know, whenever I see, you know, some, some uh, IT administrators, they still have that mentality of, you know, if I let somebody else do this and I don't have a job. And so really just kind of walking them through um, explain it to them, you know, why, what the solution is, how it can be an extension of their team, you know, how it can free them up for more proactive, you know, uh, day-to-day operations, um, to really show their value. Uh, that's really where it comes into play. And oftentimes once you can kind of, you know, do that, you'll start seeing kind of light bulb, you know, click inside their head and they're like, Hey, you know what? I mean, this really is, this is a great solution for me.
0: Good point. All right. I want to get into an example. So I think the funny thing that we always talk about here internally is the deals, sometimes the way they start is not how they end. And really, what happens is we walk into, we can help in a lot of different areas that maybe we're not brought up in the beginning. And that's just, I think, part of our discovery process, we got to understand how this integrates with that, oh, it ties into this server, where is that server? Oh, it's on prem, you know, so the UCAS becomes a cloud secure, it all kind of blurs. So, what I would love to hear from your perspective is, and and we can certainly keep a, you know, customer name out of this, but if we can say, walk us through an example of one that you got pulled into, uh, and 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 what were you told that the problems were, and what did you ultimately discover and find, and and what what was the end solution that they needed?
1: Yeah. So this one's actually going to probably scare you just a little bit. Um, so I was actually working with a a partner and a, a university. Um, they had decent hardware, you know, and they wanted to create their own SOC, um, which, you know, that's fine. You know, that's a that's a great uh, ambition. However, one of the things that they were wanting to do was they were wanting to have the SOC led by uh, their uh, students. So, you know, cool. they had students with. <laughs> I know, right. <laughs> they had uh, they had students within their security program. And they're like, hey, like, we'll just have, you know, the security students lead the SOC. And uh, see you see where I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. <laughs> Um, so we have you know some conversation and everything about you know okay so you have this type of hardware today Um, this is kind of what you're, you're looking at from that standpoint and you know you're looking at the sock but really like who's doing the remediation because these folks these students I mean you know Depending on what year it is, they don't necessarily have that knowledge or skill set to uh, to apply to that, and so that's really where the MDR came into play. We uh, we got them aligned with you know some really good uh, suppliers, um, had the conversations, and once you know we kind of you know show them you know it, it got to the point where we show, talked to them about it, and they were kind of like okay, but whenever we showed them the demo and kind of you know like here's how MDR can assist you. That right there was a game changer for them. Um, they could. They quickly decided that maybe that the students were not necessarily the best, you know, to run it, um, to have that kind of a piece of it. And then, you know, with the MDR type of solution, the students were able to see the remediation part too. So mm-hmm. they kind of gave them, you know, a little bit of what they were looking for from an educational institute, but also gave them the
0: protection that they needed as well. Love it. Uh, yeah, that's terrifying. Uh, <laughs> glad you're there to help let's uh, let's get to final thoughts here. So, you know, I, I if we've got partners listening to this, maybe haven't ventured this deep into security yet, or maybe they're just in an adjacent area, maybe they're doing SD-WAN, maybe they're doing contact center, maybe they're doing something like that. What, you know, with what we've talked about here and in, in underscoring this importance, and this is a difficult conversation to have with customers sometimes. And, and obviously, the, the premise here is ask to a certain point and then leverage you and and, and the team members to come in and help. But what do you what do you tell partners there if they're not comfortable selling this? uh, What's your advice there? Is it it a couple questions to ask and Paul? What's J dubs perspective?
1: Yeah, so there's a couple of different options that we have. Um, at Tolaris, we have what's called our security QSA. And so this allows folks that aren't comfortable necessarily within the scope, they can have that customer discussion and kind of that journey along security. Um, just very just basic, you know, questions to be able to ask and kind of, you know, engage their customers to gain you know more insight. Um, I also recommend, you know, partners, you know, quite often are not comfortable with this technology is engage your engage your Tolaris engineer. Um, you know, we have... Uh, uh, a great number of engineers on the team. All of us are, you know, we have years of experience and we're all glad to help you with those customer calls. Um, and then, you know, at also there's Tolaris training education opportunities. So, you know, if there's one in your area, we have those. Throughout the year, if there's a training opportunity within your market, you know, definitely go to one of those, attend it because, you know, that's going to help you understand it. That's going to help you, you know, be able to position it as well as sell the uh, the technology as well as other technologies uh, as well.
0: Yeah, great point. Um, you know, I think I think the QSA is critical in that because this uh, we, we've had great feedback on this from the partners where, you know, they can put their branding on it. They can walk through the customer with it. They don't have to be the expert, but it really is like having somebody right there at your side to just pull out all this information that you can then, you know, give back. You can give it to the suppliers. We can have us have further conversations. But uh, great, great advice on there. Um, love the events, too. We get a lot of people learn. We do a lot of good content out there. Team put some great stuff out.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, oftentimes like the QSAs, for example, I've had several partners say, you know, whenever they have had those conversations with their customers, you know, they, they position as, hey, this is going to be an, an area where we're going to walk through this, we're going to ask some questions. And then based upon this, I'm going to engage my engineer and bring him back, you know, him or her back and uh, be able to have further discussions with you. And oftentimes it gives it a, a more qualified um, discovery call, you know, for that second call whenever you're, you're talking to them. Um, and it really just kind of puts them at ease, too, because there's not that, you know, I'm kind of guarded and I don't necessarily want to share anything. It's just a very much a, a conversational type of approach, which is a great job.
0: Great point. All right. Last question your prediction on the future. Um, and if you get this right, uh, I'm going to put some some money on some of the upcoming football games. But uh, it, look, this this technology evolves at a crazy pace more than anything I've seen in the last five to 10 years. Now it's, it's even more accelerated. So if you look at security and we look at how it's evolved from antivirus to EDR to, to, to MDR and whatever comes next, XDR, what's your opinion? If we look, Twelve months—it's hard to look past that. Um, but if we look twelve months plus, what's your opinion? Do we change strategy? Do we do anything different? Do we do the same? Your thoughts?
1: Um, I think you know this is a good strategy to have in place today, and then we can evolve as the technology evolves. You know, I definitely see more AI—you know—coming into play, um, more geofencing. So you know, making it to where you're kind of you kind of set perimeters as far as your traffic, where it's going, things like that. Um, as well as, you know, that anomaly piece, you know, I think, you know, definitely there's going to be this, this field. I mean, it's constantly evolving. Um, You know, just, uh, I forgot what I read. I think it was earlier today, the predictions of, you know, from like today's, you know, numbers of, you know, costs and stuff as far as like a, a breach, things like that. We're talking like, trillions um, you know like we're not talking like small numbers here but just the you know the expansion of that um, how much it was going to cost you know in years to come it's it's astronomical and so you're going to have those things that can help you know remediate things very quickly and so you know the conversation that we're having today are going to be the conversations we're having tomorrow but just with a more focus you know as far as you know here's why we need this kind of approach.
0: Great stuff. Maybe by then, future amazing tools it'll just be implanted in our brain, and all will be well, and it'll be it'll be great. But we'll still need the remediation. Uh, good good stuff. All right, JW man, that uh, that wraps us up, buddy. I really appreciate you coming on. Thanks so much for doing this with me, man.
1: Yeah, thank you. Appreciate
0: it. Okay, everybody, that wraps us up. I'm your host, Josh Lopresto, SVP of Sales Engineering at Toleris. JW Stanley, if you haven't engaged him, please do. This is Next Level Biz Tech. Next Level BizTech has been a production of Tolaris Studio 19. Please visit Tolaris.com for more information.